Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, it's Desi Jedekin. How's it going? Hey. (laughs) Uh, We were just planning a possible trip to Palm Springs. So we're just like a little bit. Possible. It's going to happen. Okay. It's going to happen. I'm making her go with me. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay. So I have a lot of stories this week. So I'm kind of excited to get to them because. I don't know what we're going to call this episode, but it's a lot of, it's been a, it's been a bad week for very bad men, Rachel. And I'm going to talk to you about a lot of very bad men on this show today. Yeah. So the first bad guy we're going to talk about is Keith Rainier. And we remember him from, uh, the sex cult Nexium. This week he was found, or wait, did that happen last Wednesday? It's happened like two days ago. Yeah, a few days ago. He was found guilty on all charges after a six-week trial in Brooklyn Federal Court. Now, Rainier, who is 58 years old, and you might remember him as the vanguard (laughs) of this cult and the smartest man in the world, according to many of his followers... He was convicted of sex sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, racketeering, and conspiracy to commit forced labor um, by a jury of eight men and four women after five hours of deliberation. So those are all good because that's pretty much guaranteeing that he might be spending the rest of his life in prison. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of a better person that <laughs> that, that could happen to. Oh. Um, according to the United States Attorney for Eastern New York, uh, the trial has revealed that Renier, who portrayed himself as a savant and a genius, was in fact a master manipulator, a con man, and the crime boss of a cult-like organization. His crimes and the crimes of his co-conspirators ruined marriages, careers, fortunes, and lives. The evidence proved that um, Renier was truly a modern-day Svengali. Now, th- I mean, we did an episode on this, like over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like I'm going to do a follow-up episode right. because I've been kind of following the trial and there's just so much more information. Right. When I did that episode back then, there was like hardly nothing. Like I was really piecing things together because it had just broken. Yeah, it had. Um, so now there's a lot more details and it's a really sick story. Um, he was the sole defendant in the case to stand trial after several women who previously pled guilty to a series of charges, including Allison Mack, who was the right. small actress who was sort of like the initial story when it broke. It was really about her involvement in this cult. She pled guilty to racketeering and conspiracy charges, but she did not testify at his trial. I think I did mention in the the original episode, Claire Bronfman, who was heir to the Seagram Liquor Fortune mm-hmm. and one of his really big wealthy supporters who probably really funded his like whole thing early on. Right. Yeah. She also pled guilty for her involvement, but did not testify. Um, one of the only women who did plead guilty to all of these uh, conspiracy charges and racketeering, et cetera, was a woman named Lauren Saltzman. And she did testify against him um, at his trial, detailing her relationship with Keith and how she tried to protect him up until his arrest in 2017. I think I did mention her in the original trial because she was kind of like the co-leader in Mm -hmm. in a way. He did not testify during the trial as well. Um, He basically 
he pled not guilty to everything. Really? He said all of the members were, you know, having sex with him consensually, which ignores a lot of power dynamics, obviously. And brainwashing. Like just because they were saying yes doesn't mean they were like in their right minds to to kind of make these consents like well you know he was I mean? also like, abusing them oh yeah i mean he goes beyond that but he claims they were all into it and wanted to fuck him right. etc um a lot of members spoke during this trial we did touch on those a uh, few weeks when on our mini sods like what what kind of happened in the trial and the people's testimony and basically it, we've mentioned all the things that we'll get into more detail on a main episode it's just a real sick, sick fucking thing. And I'm happy that he was convicted. Yeah, same. Uh, so that's that. And then another big story this past week, and it it actually is kind of similar to me in a way, because it has a very cult-like aspect, even though it's technically not like a um, a cult in like a real foundational kind of way where it has like a system and a da-da-da-da. And that is the case of Max Landis. Now, I'm not going to get into a ton of this either because we're definitely doing an episode on the Landises in the next few yeah. weeks because it's too fucking crazy. Um, and it's just an, an, a bonkers story, in my opinion. Now, if you don't know who Max Landis is, he's the wealthy son of director John Landis, who did like a lot of comedy classics from the 80s, like coming Animal House, Coming to America, um, The Blues Brothers, I yeah. think. Um, and he's also really well known for directing a segment in the movie The Twilight Zone where um, Vic Morrow and two children actors who were in the in the um, movie with him in a scene were killed by a helicopter blade, like basically decapitated and like fucking brutally killed by this helicopter in a stunt that was gone gone wrong. But a lot of it is the negligence of John Landis. Mm-hmm. So it's like the apple did not far, fall too far from the tree here. <laughs> it's a lot of entitled men who don't want to accept any responsibility for their actions. Max basically has been a well-known piece of shit for years now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a little side story that's personal to me. <laughs> he didn't. I didn't have like an interaction with him personally, like or, or in person. But um, whenever that guy was killed by the arrow by the natives, remember the missionary who was shot yes. and killed, and it was pretty hilarious, in my humble opinion. <laughs> um, a friend of mine posted on Facebook some kind of like whatever, like spiritual thing, like you should never laugh at someone's murder, da da da. Of course I chimed in with a few other people. Like, honestly, it's kind of hilarious. Like he got what he deserved. Like he should have not bothered those fucking people. Like, do I want anyone to die? No, but you know what? Like, I'm not going to waste my sympathy on that guy. Okay. Of all fucking people to chime in scolding us, it's Max fucking Landis. And he basically was like, how, how could you have it in your heart to ever laugh at someone else's pain or da 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 da? Like being like this fucking scold to me. And I was just like, I just got scolded by a fucking Wait, he, sex predator. He like, went into your mentions? Not, it was not on Twitter. It was on Facebook. So I was with a few people who were like, ah, it's kind of funny. And he came in and scolded the people who oh, thought it was funny Facebook. on Facebook. Wow. Not, like saying that we were like basically bad people. When he did that, I had already heard, like things were already out about him at that point, but it, right. didn't, it wasn't the big, huge, you know, swell of things that happened this week, but there were already like stories people from women knew. out there. People yeah. knew in general in Hollywood that he was garbage. 
Um, so yeah, I was just like completely outraged. I was like, honestly, it's like a compliment to be insulted by you because you're an actual fucking sociopath. And it's true. He is a sociopath. So the charges against him that came out this week and by charges, I'm not saying anything legal. It was just stories uh, from women. It ranges from everything, um, from bullying, psychological abuse, physical abuse, and to rape. Like one woman does accuse him of raping her for I think two years. Yep. Um, so the thing about this case that's kind of interesting to me and why I say it was sort of cult-like is that he really cultivated this group of friends that people felt like they had to sort of placate this fucking narcissistic, you know, entitled baby for all of his bad behavior. And they really kind of felt like you hear the stories of the women. They all felt like he's changing. He's going to get better. And one of the techniques he uses, I think, to get these people on his side is that he's he's always talking about how bad he is. Like, he willingly, he's like, I'm a bad person. I'm a sociopath. Like, I'm going to treat you like shit. Like, and he would he would treat people like shit to their faces in front of this group of friends that he had built that he called the Color Society. Like, he actually had a name for his group of friends. And I think people really felt like, like almost like a junior high school situation. Yeah. I want to stay in this group. I'm going to let this guy treat me like shit. He recognizes his bad behavior. So that's the first step. Right. right? He's going to get better. Right. And I feel like that tricked a lot of people into thinking they were being good friends by standing by him because right. he's working on his issues. Right. But the truth of the matter is you can recognize your bad behavior and not do jack shit. I mean, a lot of people know their bad behavior is happening, but that it doesn't really matter. You shouldn't have to suffer through it. But he used that as a tool to sort of... I think it was like a manipulation tool. Right, that's what uh, I'm saying. Personally, yeah. So, I mean, it's a really interesting story and there's a lot of information Um that we'll get to in that episode, depending on who does it. But I feel like it's a very similar thing. Um, people are saying that it's kind of similar to Louis CK because he always did stand up about what a f- piece of shit he was. Right. And like how he was a sexual fucking disgusting person. And it kind of gave him a weird cover. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like an interesting concept that I definitely want to look more into. It's like someone they're like, I'm being self-aware, so I can't right. be, uh, I can't be that much of a monster. Or you should have sympathy for me because I'm trying to change. It's a tactic. Yeah, it's a definite tactic that I feel like is probably common among abusers. Getting that sympathy from you because you're a good person. And most people do want to help people who are struggling. Right. Right. but yeah, so the articles in the Daily Beast, it's it's or the the piece about him that just came out. It's it's really it's long, but it's a good read and it's pretty horrifying. So you should read it. Yeah, it's good. Um so that's that. Now, okay. I always like to talk about these stories that everyone sends me. Oh, yes. Uh this one was on our Facebook group. Someone else sent me a copy of it. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. And that is my old school childhood crush, Lenny Nails Dykstra, who had a fucking insane story come out about him this week that I'm going to basically <laughs> read because it's not to be believed because you have to go to his Twitter. First of all, he's a baseball player. It doesn't matter if you like baseball because you're going to like this story because it's fucking insane. Uh, his whole Twitter timeline is literally a stab in the heart to me <laughs> as someone who used to love him because he is absolute trash and not in any way good. Right. He is a pink fucking old man with a pink fat hot dog face <laughs> who wears like polo shirts now like that fucking guy with the cargo khaki like whatever the logo fucking polo shirt like the worst type of guy but like, n- but all of that 
it goes in tandem with his personality being horrific. So it just makes everything he does it's so the- horrible. But I used to, he used to be hot, Rachel. <laughs> he used to be hot. Uh, and then the other worst thing I saw today, you, the reason you should go to the Twitter is because he has videos that accompany this story. No. You can watch him doing what I'm about to tell you about. Uh, and then the other sad thing I saw today is that he retweeted an account called Hot Mom. And it was like an older woman in her 60s who had really massive tits and is like a Florida trash woman. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but it's like, come on, like don't retweet it. Like he's just retweeting her in three different tank tops. I don't know. I was just like, Lenny, right. It's like, what did I ever think about you? Like, how did I ever like what happened? Right. I mean, okay. Hot mom. It was just when I saw it, I just, my heart sunk. (laughs) I was like, I'm the hot mom. (laughs) Come on. When I, I'm looking at him right now, a picture of him, and it's literally breaking my heart. Right. He used to be so hot, I promise. Okay, so this story, I swear to you, the headline of this story is ex-Major League Baseball star Lenny Dykstra spent nine hours dumpster diving outside of Jersey Mike's. That is, that headline I mean, alone. That is something, like, that is a well-written headline, because yeah. I'm going to click on that story, even if I have no idea who Lenny Dykstra is. <laughs> the, the amount of description in that headline is just beautiful. Because you're like, what could this possibly be? Like, was he, he looking for lettuce? What was uh, he looking for? Well, I'm going to tell you, Rachel. In the long list of bizarre Lenny Dykstra stories, spending nine hours dumpster, dumpster diving outside a Jersey Mike's sub shop might not even rank in the top 10. That's true because, I mean, we could do an episode on him, I think. Um, but here's what happened over the weekend. So, you know, he's a former Mets star. He also played for the Phillies. Uh, not exactly the most classy teams. <laughs> um, he goes on Twitter this weekend and starts posting about this thing that he's about to do. Okay. Wait, so, so that's how the headline broke is that he was posting he about was posting it? about it. This so is it all from him. So it wasn't like he was discovered and someone no, filmed he it. Tells, he's willingly sharing the story with everybody on Twitter, and that's how people, the and news I, feeds. And I want to just make a disclaimer. I'm not, I don't want to shame people who do dumpster dive. Right. But it's funny that he was making this big announcement that he's like, hey, And everyone. when you find out why, it's even funnier. Okay. This story's going to get crazier. Okay. Okay. So his first tweet... Uh, or his first statement about it is the bread is so hard on those subs. I took my teeth out and put them in a napkin, folded up, and forgot them there. He leaves the restaurant, which is about two wait a miles minute. Back <laughs> up, Desi. We need to just talk about. I took my teeth out. Is he talking about dentures? Yes, Rachel. <laughs> he took his teeth out to eat the sub at Jersey Mike's because he thinks the bread is too hard. Well, how's it going to be any easier to do it without his teeth? I. Look, Rachel, why are you questioning Lenny Dextra? <laughs> He's a madman. <laughs> so he takes his teeth out, puts them in a napkin, leaves the restaurant, he and leaves forgets his, his fucking teeth. Oh, no. So he's like two miles from uh, the Jersey Mike's. This is according to Lenny. When I went back, the workers said they threw all the napkins in the garbage. I told them there was no fucking way I was leaving without my fucking teeth. <laughs> Sorry. Here's why Lenny was so adamant about getting these teeth back, Rachel. He had spent... Eighty thousand dollars on these dentures, and they were made with bone marrow. That's why they're so expensive. What? I have no idea. For the next nine hours, Dykstra and his friend, a tag team wrestler who goes by the name Sprinkles the Clown, stop it, (laughs) stop it. They dig through the dumpster behind Jersey's Jersey Mike's to look for his dentures. So he's not dumpster diving because he needs to eat. No, he's dumpster diving to find his dentures. Eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand dollars dentures. Okay, so. 
Um, about 11 p.m., a friend of his goes to Twitter and asks for help. You guys want to come help me and my Dykstra look for his dentures <laughs> Why tonight? didn't we go? We Does anyone? We should have booked a plane ticket and gone. And I like the end of this. This is a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkles the clown. Dykstra then found his teeth early Sunday on Father's Day. That's kind of a nice little Father's Day. It's nice, nice. He said, I was there for nine hours. I thought the cops were going to arrest me for trespassing, but I wasn't leaving my teeth there in that dumpster. No way was I leaving them. Did he find the teeth? <laughs> yes, he found the teeth after nine hours of digging through the dumpster. Nine hours. I mean, that seems crazy. Maybe it was like a bunch of dumpsters behind like a few businesses, so he didn't know which one to go through. Like, Did he get hungry at any point and go and go into <laughs> the Jersey Mike to get a Jersey Mike's. Um, the reason he has uh, dentures, by the way, is because he lost his real teeth after jail guards in Los Angeles beat him in his cell, according to him. And he had to go to the hospital and the damage was so severe that all of his teeth had oh, to be removed. Wow. So, I mean, I guess I believe it. That's horrible if that's true, but it's Lenny Dykstra too. So it's like, you kind of feel like, well, there's probably some part of the story missing there. Like, <laughs> right. who knows? When he loses the teeth, according to this guy um, who is a close friend of his and arranged for him to meet the dentist who made these teeth for De- for uh, Dykstra. Um, I think he got them for free, actually, but they cost 80000 So to replace them, he would have to spend 80000 Like That's what I'm kind of reading between the lines here. Uh, so... He's, he, this guy says, I love the guy, but he's Lenny Dykstra. He's from a different planet. Now, <laughs> the other article I read about this from the New York Post, in it, the headline, and Lenny Dykstra, by the way, loves this story. Like, he thinks it's the most hilarious thing ever. And in the New York Post story, he's like, nails doesn't fail. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> Wait, you do. Lenny Dykstra said that about himself? About himself. Nails doesn't have fails or something like that. Like That was a fail, leaving your teeth. He's the had a lot Mike. of fails. So I don't know what the fuck planet right. he's living on. Like right. he's all fails. Nails right. always fails. <laughs> In 86, maybe not. Also but- like, how are you still calling yourself nails? Like truly right. money, please. Like, Oh, and here's the other, I'm going to get, okay. I'll tell you this story now because it relates to Lenny Dykstra. Uh, because another thing I want to talk about is Bill Cosby. Okay. Oh, now this week, as we all know, Bill Cosby is in prison for raping multiple. I mean, I guess he got convicted of one woman, but he had done it to many women for many years, for many years. And he basically got what he deserved, in my opinion. Uh, so we haven't heard from him in a while. He got convicted. He had pretended to be blind um, towards the end of the trial. And then he was sort of fine. We've heard right. a few stories from jail where he like. Didn't he have some kind of pudding thing? Or Did he people was eating, throw pudding at yeah, him? Yeah, people were throwing jello pudding at him or something. <laughs> I, I can't remember. There was some story about that, like we heard right. from jail, but we haven't really heard that no. much from him. On Father's Day, uh, Bill Cosby decides to get someone he knows to tweet for him. He tweets this message, Rachel. Hey, 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 it's America's dad. I know it's late, but to all of the dads, it's an honor to be called a father. So let's make today a renewed oath to fulfilling our purpose, strengthening our families and communities. The amount, (laughs) the amount of arrogance you have to have to think that anyone wants to hear your Father's Day message at that point. It was insane. And by the way, I forgot 
that Bill Cosby had blocked me on Twitter because people were sharing the tweet and I went to go look at it and I was blocked and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention him on that last episode. How <laughs> did Cosby you get blo- blocked from him? I called him like a rapist or something and yeah. he blocked me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pretty simple one that right. time. Um, yeah, but I was still surprised because I was like, I can't believe he even saw it because probably thousands of people were tweeting at him right. that he was a rapist. It wasn't like an original joke or anything. <laughs> that really, it wasn't like a particularly severe burn. that I Right. You were just like, hey. Name. Yeah, so I couldn't see it. I was like, what's Bill Cosby's father's name? tweet. I had to like go search for the screen grab or something. I could not believe it was, it came right after the OJ tweet. Well, I'm going to get to that next. Okay. Um, so in addition to Bill Cosby, another bad man decided to make a little fucking appearance on Twitter this past weekend. And that was Orenthal James Simpson, (laughs) like truly a monster. And the weird thing with him is that his account wasn't verified. No. And it had numbers at the end of it. Yeah. So it was kind of like, is this really him? And then there was like some fake accounts where they kind of made the, uh, L and real, like in a capital I, like they kind of do those. I kept getting the fake account accused. I mean, I kept getting the fake account confused with the real account because both of them looked like fake accounts. Right. Cause he's not verified. It's just like right. a picture of him. Uh, and then there's, but there are these videos that right. he clearly made and he's like, whatever. So his account name is the real OJ 32. I don't recommend that you follow him. Uh, that's his, um, that's his Jersey number, by the way, when he played yeah. with the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, I don't have to tell you who OJ Simpson is. We all know who he is. He basically, I think it was Saturday, he signs on for the first time. Um, and it's basically a video announcing that he's on Twitter. Yep. And in the video, he says something kind of ominous that he's there to like settle scores. Like he's on Twitter to basically settle scores. I mean, talk about gall. Yeah. Like Bill Cosby is like, whatever. I don't know what's going on that fucking Swiss cheese brain, like that he thought it was a good idea or the fact that the person he, he told to tweet for him wasn't like, you know what? I'm not, right. not going to do it. I'm going to be the one not who says here, no. Like, not now. Yeah. Why is it? Where's Vincent D'Onofrio when you need <laughs> right, right. Seriously. Like that's more offensive than anything I've ever done on father's day. Like right. I, the gall. Hey, 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 right. Hey, remember Seriously, fat no? Albert guys? Remember? <laughs> Can I get some goodwill? Some of that good old fat Albert will. <laughs> so he, he tweets more things like he's thanking all of his new followers. Cause obviously he had like 38,000 followers within like hours. Right. Because people want to follow that train wreck. Um, he talks about how he loves learning how to use Twitter. He, um, tweets about, setting some stories straight and talking about Chris Jenner. Um, and then he just starts talking about like fantasy football. Um, and then his last tweet that I saw was someone yesterday asked me what the best advice I ever got was. My mother said to me before she passed Orenthal, you can't let people and mean speech set you further away from God. That was the best advice I ever got. And by the way, she's the only one who called me Orenthal bitch. I'll call you Orenthal. You fucking nerd. (laughs) Fuck you. You murdering dork. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What a piece of shit. Uh, Now the thing that first got me mad at Lenny Dykstra before I saw the teeth story was Lenny Dykstra quote tweeted OJ and welcomed him to Twitter. My God. Yes. Yes, Rachel. That's incredible. So I was already mad at Lenny on Saturday when I saw that tweet. Right. I was like, why? Why have right. you forsaken me? <laughs> that was my first. So it's just like, it just kept snowballing after that. Because then I was really looking at his timeline. I don't follow Lenny Dykstra right. on Twitter. But I saw it and my heart sunk. So I don't love Lenny Dykstra anymore, you no, guys. No. Uh, I think he's horrible. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about it. 
I just have those memories. There was an innocent period of my life <laughs> when I had crushes on Major League Baseball. Now I'm going to transfer that over to um, Dwight Gooden, Daryl okay. Strawberry, who I already also have a crush on. So that'll be good. So uh, that I think those are my stories. Oh, wait. Vincent D'Onofrio also apparently... Fu- tweeted a fart poem yesterday. Yeah. Did we, you see that? Well, no, because he deleted it, but we heard from our friend Ben that he <clears throat> tweeted this amazing, beautiful poem about farting. Truly. I'm very devastated that I didn't get to see it. I'm devastated that no one said not here or not now. Right. To, to that poem. Me too. Um, but obviously I didn't see it because, uh, I'm blocked and I searched for fart poem today on Twitter <laughs> and I will tell you there's a lot. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it didn't, my search didn't work. I thought I could pull up a screen grab and read, right. do a little poetry reading. Right. But, um, I would have snapped. Yeah. It was bad. I couldn't I'm really find sad. it. I searched for it on Google. I should, you know what? I should at reply him and say, can you repost it? Because I think that's yeah. a piece of art we need in the world. Right. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Uh, now we're going to move on to books and TV and podcast recommendations. I have a few. I am listening to uh, Kim Goldman's podcast, Confronting O.J. Simpson. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. There's only three episodes up, I think, so far. But she interviews Kato Kalin, Marsha Clark. So she's talking to the people right. for the first time. And it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, Tom Lang, to one of the detectives. Uh, and yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. It's definitely like, I know that that is, um, a story that has been done to death, right. but this is definitely a different take. It's a different um, perspective that we did. So it's definitely interesting and I would recommend it. The other thing I am reading is a book, uh, called chaos about the Manson 
Murders. That's also a unique twist on it. And we'll have a surprise about that soon. Mm -hmm. It's a very good book. Um, so I think that comes out officially next Tuesday. Yeah. So if you want to pre-order it, it's called Chaos by Tom O'Neill. Um, it's very good. And did you have any? I have no new updates about new media I'm consuming because I just got back from New York the other night and I'm sort of just decompressing and I went straight back into work right after I got back. But I will catch up on this past week's Big Little Lies tonight. Oh, right. Yes. Um, okay. We did have one listener story uh, and it's Manson related as well. Oh. So this is from Michael. He's in our Facebook group and he's like an active member of the Facebook group. I know Michael. So this is his story about his, uh, according to him, crazy aunt who had a Manson family vacation. What? Yeah. A vacation. Uh, That's how he describes it. So here's the story. Um, These are his words. She told me there was some family drama at my third birthday party. And instead of staying around, she bailed from our house in Tahanga and got a ride with some guy who took her to a party in Griffith Park. The guy started trying to get in her pants and they argued and she ended up getting away from him with the help of a girl named Sandy, who is Sandra Good, by the way. And her friends. She told me Sandy was super nice to her, made her feel like family. And when it got late, Sandy suggested she come back with them to a house they were staying at. She thinks it was in Laurel Canyon. My aunt went and they all dropped acid with a couple of guys who were already at the house. The next day, Sandy told my aunt they were going home and invited her along. Home was Spawn Ranch. My aunt said when she first got there, she regretted it right away. It was dirty and gross. But everyone made her feel very loved and accepted. And she had to get home, so she caught up got caught up in it and stayed, like mm-hmm. even though she had to get home. Most of her time there was spent watching the kids and occasionally going dumpster diving <laughs> for food with Sandy. <laughs> so like the real time, the real kind of dumpster diving, not Lenny Dykstra. He wasn't there. And another girl she called Sue. I don't know who that was, but it was another girl and her name mm-hmm. was Sue. So who knows? She only saw Charlie once or twice and heard him sing one night. She also mocked met Tex and thought he was a really sweet guy and shy. My aunt's father, my mom's stepdad, had been looking for her since she ran off. Around the 4th of July, they ran into each other when she was out dumpster diving and he tried to bring her home, but she ran off. A week or so later, he showed up at the ranch to bring her home. Family members had hid her and told him she had left and, according to him, threatened him with vague threats. He left but came back a few days later with friends and told her if she didn't come home, next time he'd be bringing the cops. She told me that at this point, while she really did love some of the people she met at the ranch, she was also tired of being dirty and eating trash. So she left telling Sandy that she'd be back soon. A week or so later, the shit hit the fan. She said she couldn't believe any of it and for a while really did believe that they were innocent. A few times she went to the courthouse and ran into Sandy, but that seemed like a different person and she actually became afraid of her. There were other things she alluded to, but I didn't ask. Sex-related, I assume. But it was still pretty wild finally hearing all of this from her. Wow. That's crazy. That just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, there's something like really creepy about having been near someone who then ends up doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really creepy. Yeah. That's a good story. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, So, okay. Now... We're going to get into the what did you eat? But first I have to talk about this person. Um someone sent, someone accidentally shared a story on um uh our Facebook page and they were like, "Oh, I meant to put this somewhere else, but I guess I'll leave it here too." <laughs> uh, so I like clicked on it cuz the title was Why Indie Rapper Jungle Pussy Wrote a Song About Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, I thought I totally thought that was for me. 
You thought that was for you? Yeah, because we talked about, I thought that was for us because we talked about Trader Joe's. Right, but she said she meant to put it somewhere else, but she's like, I guess it fits here too, though. It like, totally fits yeah, in Hollywood Because I was like, scene. I clicked on it immediately. Uh, so obviously... I clicked on the story and I guess she's, do you know this rapper? I do. I do. So I looked up the song. I listened to the song today (laughs) and then I of course had to look up the the lyrics and it's basically about a girl who likes a guy and she's like, I like him more than Trader Joe's. Wow. The one lyric that really stood out to me was, I think I like him more than I like Trader Joe's. I'll swallow kids if you start eating vegetables. (laughs) Is that supposed to rhyme with Trader Joe's? I don't know. I mean, maybe the way she says it right. in the rap, it's a little more rhyme. Yeah. I thought it was more interesting that she's going to swallow if he eats vegetables. So <laughs> I looked that up because I wanted to see, like, do vegetables make your semen taste good? Is that what she said, though? Wait, read this. Swallow your kids, right? Like, No, she's going to swallow his semen. Wait, what? read the lyric again. I'll swallow kids if he start eating vegetables. Like she's not going to swallow until he eats vegetables. I thought she said she liked him. Oh, she's not going to swallow his kids if he starts eating vegetables. I'll swallow kids if he starts eating vegetables. Maybe it does make your cum taste better. No, Rachel, I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, wait, do vegetables? You got, he's got to get those pineapple spears from Trader Joe's. (laughs) You need fruit to make your semen taste better. That's the urban legend. Well, I read a whole article on it. In fact, a few articles. Thank you. Because I wanted to make sure pineapple is like, the fa- famous one, I for guess. For your pussy. Uh, but it's for semen as well. Um, citrus, bananas, papaya, spices, including cinnamon, nutmeg, peppermint, and sort of the only vegetables that might help are parsley and celery. Um, there are other things people say like watermelon, uh, strawberries, but the things to avoid, obviously cigarettes, caffeine, meat, garlic, onions, and asparagus. <laughs> so those all kind of make sense. <laughs> right. So all the unhealthy, all the good foods like dairy, right. they don't, they don't listen to, they don't really do anything to make that taste better. So I do feel like she should have said fruit, but I guess it doesn't rhyme with Trader Joe's either. No. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe she knows something that we don't. Or maybe she likes it to be a little like green. Yeah. Tasting. She wants it to be more herbaceous. Yeah. I mean, she might want him to have celery or parsley or wheatgrass. Right. To make it a little healthy. Well, there was an episode of Sex in the City where Samantha was with this guy. She really liked fucking, but his cum tasted really bad and she made him drink wheatgrass. Oh, to so make wheatgrass it, is a known... I, well, I guess it, I, it maybe has been said. I feel like it would neutralize maybe. Yeah. Like a bad flavor. Like kind of just take it Take it down a a notch. Yeah. It doesn't make it taste sweet, but it's just like, oh, that's nothing. Right. So for having a semen taste like nothing, that's good. Right. Like if it hasn't, doesn't have any strong flavor, that's like an ideal situation too. Yeah, totally. I mean, so yeah. So check out that song. Check out Jungle Pussy. Pussy. She's very adorable. (laughs) She's cute. She's super cute. I didn't know who she was. I hadn't heard of her. And obviously I would have remembered that name. Uh, So, okay. So that's part of my, what did you eat segment? I didn't eat anything to make my pussy taste sweeter. Did you eat anything good this week? I did, Rachel. What'd you have last night? Okay. Last (laughs) night I had a dish that I had been dying to try for a while. (laughs) And that is from Trejo's Cantina or Trejo's Taco. And it is a um, quesadilla made with fried chicken. (laughs) sounds like you invented it personally honestly i feel like i would have invented this yes fried chicken and like a coleslaw like a vinegary spicy jalapeno coleslaw i fucking love fried with coleslaw it's Mm -hmm. so good and then it does have some cheese but it wasn't too cheesy it was mostly coleslaw and fried chicken it was really highlighting the chicken yes uh it was very good i ate it all we had some 
guac and salsa and mm-hmm. chips as well. And then Rachel, you were gone last week when I finally did something that I have been dying to do. Uh oh. And I was going to tag you in that tweet where I talked about it, but it was like late at night for me. And that would have been even later for you. So you were sleeping probably in New York. That is getting the hot fudge sundae at McDonald's with caramel. <gasps> you tried and hot it. Fudge. You tried it. Literally one of the most embarrassing moments of my life Why? was ordering it. <laughs> Because I didn't know if you could do it. I didn't even know. I was like, I was like, can I get can the hot I? fudge sundae with caramel too? <laughs> I love that you think you're the first person in the history of McDonald's. I'm already kind of humiliated when I order fast food, like to hear it back. It's like one of my low points in life. Like, so you want, you know, the protein burger, animal style, extra fries, double fill. Like, to hear your order read back to you, it's like the walk of shame for me. Like, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me all the shit. Just, ta- just ta- take what I want. I don't need to hear it back. It's, it's just fucking- for one person. It's for one person. I know. Right. So, yeah. So I had to order it. She repeats it and I got it and it's very good. Now, someone in our Facebook group, I think, said that in Australia, it's called the Milky Way style or something. Oh, because like caramel and chocolate. Yeah. It's really good. I want it now. Honestly, I got another one a few days ago. I want it now. I had like a little bit of a McDonald's Sunday problem because it's open late <laughs> and I like that Sunday. The <laughs> ice cream is really good. I love that fucking McDonald's Sunday. It's Sunday. so good. So I highly recommend asking, get over your shame. <laughs> Ask for both. Ask for it both. I think it might be like 25 cents more. I feel like it was slightly more, but I'm not sure. Right. And they usually... What they did in my McDonald's, and now I've gotten it twice, so I know it's how they do it. They put the caramel on the bottom, <laughs> and then the ice cream and the hot fudge on top. Oh, I like it. So you kind of you at the end, which is good because you know when you eat the hot fudge sundae, you always run out of the fudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's nice because you're like, oh, there's more stuff at the bottom. Like it was just like <laughs> totally. Look, it was a it was a it was a great hot moment for hogs. <laughs> I was so happy. Like, it was so good. I was like, oh, I was like, there's almost too much. Like, I need to, That's I, need, I needed to save more ice awesome. cream. So, yeah, it was really good. Did you eat anything good in New I, York? I did. I was on Long Island to see my, uh, stepmom's family they are greek so you know there was some good food happening there i had some delicious spanakopita and i'm like i wish i could be eating it right now it was Mm. so good and i had a lox and bagel at a diner it was delicious and i wish i could be eating that right now too i know food is just so good it is like i need to order something right now i'm feeling a little faint oh i think oh wait can we just talk briefly there was some presidential candidate thing where people told their what their comfort foods okay, were. That was. Can we talk about that just here, briefly? Not getting political, no, but just based on their I, comfort. Can foods. I just say? Can I just say? I think whatever that list was is misleading because I think when they say comfort food, I think they were just say, listing foods that the candidates said they like to eat. I think whoever asked those questions didn't specify what's your comfort food. No, you're wrong. They really did specify. Yes, because Marianne Williamson specifically says, I don't have a comfort food. That's psychopathic. Food. What no, is that? She's eliminated. She said, I have no comfort food. That's crazy. Now, I felt like I accepted about five of them. Some of them were uh, on no, the border. I accepted like three of them. I accept, okay. Should we run down the list? Do we have the list in front I don't of have us? the list, but I remember because it infuriated me. Okay. So the list we have, and the, the, the few that I think are very no-brainers, Kamala Harris, French fries. Right. Come that's that's, that's, a, techn- comfort that's a comfort food. Elizabeth Warren, guac and chips. That's comfort great. food. Now, 
This was a controversial one, but because I love it, I agree with Amy Klobuchar's pick of a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh like, I, I think baked potato is a good one. I like, think any potato product can be a comfort food. Especially if you're going to get like cheese and sour cream and butter and right. bacon bits if it's and loaded. scallions. Like it's loaded. Like I agree. It's not going to be if it's dry with salt and like a scoop of nonfat yogurt. I think Fuck any that. potato product is a comfort food. Now- there were a few that I felt like, uh, like, okay, fine. I'm going to give Kristen Gillibrand a pass on because it's whiskey, a cheeky response. Because it was a cheeky response, and it's like, yeah, I can see that being right. comforting. And then it's kind of like, then we're getting into territory where I'm like, not happy. There were some where I was beef at- jerky for me was like, uh, no, like if, it's not like comfort food. No. It's like it's low carb. Well, and also it's hard to eat. How's that comforting? I do really like beef jerky though, but I would never pick it as a comfort food. My comfort foods are always going to be fucking carbs. C- comfort, That's it. A comfort food usually is something that's like very mushy to eat, I feel like. And beef jerky is literally the opposite yeah. of that. You're chewing like it, it for like an hour. But I don't feel like it would be like, I could see picking that as my favorite snack when I need to pick me up or whatever. Right Now the other ones are more egregious. Cory Booker, veggies. That is insane. insane. Well, first of all, he's a vegan, so that's all he eats anyway. Why not have fucking... You can have f- fucking comforting food when you're a vegan. Oh, absolutely. Because it could be pasta or, like, with or, red sauce. Or, or it could be some kind of like cauliflower mash with whatever. I don't know. Like, but he just, he should have specified veggies, what kind of veggie dish. That's like a dork ass response. Like, that's no first of all, here's my food. problem with that. Even if that's true, you don't know enough to be like, I'm not going to say veggies because everyone's going to think I'm a huge fucking nor- nerd. Like, don't say veggies. But it's also, <clears throat> that's just so broad of a thing to say. The other insane one to me, obviously, Marion Williamson is the weird because it's like, what is that? Some self help thing? Right. There is no comfort. The comfort comes with, from within. <laughs> Like, you know, there's some dumb shit, like fucking self-help reason why she said that. Cause she probably does like some foods. The other insane one to me was, uh, Julian Castro iced tea. Like that is not insane. a food. That's not a food. Right. Like it's not like bourbon even like right. iced tea. He that's what you have. He should have at least said sweet tea because that has sugar in it. And the person who interviewed them should have been like, come on, like, come on guys. I'm not going to write this down. You're America's going like to see this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was another one. I can't remember. I think it was like vegan cupcakes. And it's just like, okay, whatever. It's just vegan cupcakes like, is that's that counts. It can be good. But, I, but I, if I you're need to a know. vegan, then you eat vegan cupcakes. Yeah. That's a comfort food. I guess. But I'm just like not vegan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm never picking vegan Look, cupcakes. The most egregious ones was the iced tea, the veggies, and the I don't have a comfort food. And I'm sorry, I'm putting beef jerky on there because beef jerky is a pain in the ass to eat. Right. That's I'm like, like a little, a, I love beef jerky, so that's it's why good, I'm not as good, but mad. it's like, that's not a comfort yeah. food. Okay. But what would your comfort food be? If you had to answer uh, that question. Macaroni and cheese. Mm. I mean, like, that's a classic. Like, that's such a boring answer, but like macaroni and cheese. I mean, if I had to pick like a meal type thing that was a comfort food that I loved, I would pick like chicken pot pie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is like such a classic. You don't have to be creative. Like when I was a child, like the thing I wanted when I was sick would be like chicken and dumplings, which Mm. is like a Southern meal. I wanted something that was like carby and like weighs you down, weighs you down, but also like a pasta, probably like a mac and cheese or whatever, a starch. Like I'm always going to pick my comfort food. It's going to be hot and carby. It's going to be hot and starchy. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Hot and starchy. That's the name of my porn. <laughs> yeah, that's our porn category, guys. <laughs> Search for us. We're under hot and starchy. <laughs> Wait, that's a really good new uh, t-shirt idea. We need new merch. Okay, we'll do merch. We soon. need new merch. Like That's something we need to do this the next couple weeks. Okay, we're going to get our business some, hats on. We have yeah. some good ideas and we have people wanting to help us, so we'll do it. Yeah. We'll get it together. We need to like 
be actually. Oh, we can do it in Palm Springs. We can start oh, planning. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. We're okay. going. I'm booking the hotel as soon as you leave. Okay. I'm booking it while you're still here. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.